Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Ann Cole. She is the founder of Think Viral. That is a company that focuses exclusively on business development using social networks as the way to get more referrals. And Think Viral offers training for B2B companies. They offer social media business development. They have weekly and monthly systems that they will train you on and a number of other services that I will have Anne talk about. But the real reason she's here today is to talk about how you get ROI on social media. So many of us go out there and think, ah, I posted a couple things on Twitter this week, a couple of Facebook posts. All kinds of leads are going to start coming in. I think Anne's going to straighten you out about that and tell you how it's really done. So welcome to the show today, Anne. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I told everybody that you founded Think Viral, and I mean, that was, what, 2010 maybe? 2009? Mm-hmm. Okay, 2009. 2009. And that was really when, I mean, that's, that's been eight years ago. And so we're, we know that social media has been around for a while now, but from a business standpoint, people weren't embracing it as much quite in 2009. Why did you decide to make that your business? Well, at the time, I was working at a sales training company, and um, most of the companies were really struggling because the economy was really going downhill. And so people were losing their jobs, and companies were trying to figure out how to stay in business. And so I just started thinking that at this point, advertising isn't really going to help them because it's going to be expensive, and new eyeballs really aren't the solution and they should maybe look into their existing client base to really hone um, their relationships with them and try to work on getting referrals from them. And that naturally led into social media because that's where people are talking to each other. Now, when you talk about ROI on social media, are you talking about the numbers, uh, how many followers you get? What are you talking about when you refer to ROI? So when I think about ROI, I look at it more as ROR, which is return on relationships, because that is a better way to measure what you're actually looking to get out of this than numbers. If you don't have great relationships with the people who are, you know, already know, like, and trust you, they pay your invoices, you could potentially lose that business. And so when you think about who you're going to go out there and talk to, the idea is who are you going to go out there and make sure you have relationships with in order to grow your company. And it's a better measurement than numbers and clicks and traffic. And a lot of B2B companies, you know, they're service companies or they're selling a product to another business. And so social media works different. There's, it's not coupons and check-ins and specials. It's about the relationships that you have with the other people that you do business with. And so we look for more of what is the return on the relationship than the actual return on dollar-for-dollar investment. Now, I know that you have a whole manual that addresses this. 
Uh, and we're obviously not going to be able to go into all of your uh, insights for achieving return on relationships on a show today. But can you give us a couple of quick ideas that maybe we could put to work right now when you're talking about getting this return on relationships? Well, I mean, I'd say the biggest thing is to include people. And most people are trying to post things that entertain or educate. And we have only so much time to be entertained and educated. But what people like is to be validated online. And so when you tag a company or you include them or you thank them or you give them a shout-out, that's who you're talking to. And then that company gets a notification that you're talking to them and Uh that you've included them. And so it's all about including those that you do business with because when you're offline, that's who you're talking to. And so when you're online, it should match. That's who you want to talk to. And so the things that you come up with to post should be the things that are around what you're doing offline. And who does that include? Mm-hmm. So you yeah, don't want so, to bug so, people and go out and constantly be you know, tagging and, and liking all of their stuff, but you want to really mirror what you're doing offline with what you're posting and doing online. Exactly. People talk about social media being free. And that mm-hmm. could be further from the truth <laughs> because, I mean, anybody who would take the opportunity to uh, buy your manual from you will see all of the, just, just before you even make your first post, all of the work that goes into creating your plan and organizing um, your prospects and your clients and all the other people that you're affiliated with. And it's it's really quite a deal. And so while we're talking about it, if somebody would want to get a copy of your manual, how would they do that? they can go to our website, thinkviral.com, and it's in our business development section. Okay, so, so think it's viral. something that they can buy online, and then they get a hard copy in the mail. Thinkviral.com. All right, let's talk. You mentioned that about advertising a little bit earlier. What's the difference between social media and advertising? So advertising is where um, you are looking for exposure. It is really important that you have name recognition, that people recognize your logo, they know who you are, and they know what to go to you for. That's the advertising side, and everybody needs that side too. We all need to be known. But the social media side is the part of the specific relationships that you have with people. Who are those people that know, like, and trust you? Will they talk to you online? Will they share things that you've posted? That's completely different than the branding, um, name recognition. You know, it it can help, but it's not the same. Right. And as you say, they they work in tandem. Uh, You don't necessarily have one over the other. But one of the questions that I often – well, one of the questions I have here because I often hear about this is, uh, you know, my company doesn't do something that would translate well into social media. What we do would be hard to um, deal with on social media. So how, how would you answer people that are listening today if if they think that? I would just say if I don't know too many businesses that don't have to talk to people to stay in business. Mm-hmm. And if you don't talk to people, 
I mean, that is the problem. You're going to go out of business because even if you have totally an e-commerce website, you still have to have vendor relationships, banking relationships, you know, customer relationships where you have to talk to people, even if it's online. It's conversation. And so there's no industry where you do not have to talk to people. And so for companies who say social media isn't for us, well, then, I mean, talking to people, I guess, isn't for you. That doesn't even make sense. Yeah, I like uh, one of your slogans, and and that is to be human, to be human online. And and so what would be your best piece of advice for being human online? I think the really the the best way is to be who you are offline because that's the transparent part that people want to see. The reason people click Facebook off of your website is because they want to see who's really in this company, what's really going on in this company. Before they're willing to submit their email or call you or anything else, we're all information buyers and we want to go see if we can learn more about this company before we spend money. Sometimes you hear about, well, do I have to be on every platform? Do I, you know, can I focus on just a couple? I just don't have enough time in the day to be on every platform. What's your take on that? You shouldn't be on every platform if you can't actually spend the time to be there. And no one can spend the time talking to people all day long every day. So, right. I mean, unless you're a huge company and you have a, a large staff to accommodate this, it's really better to, you know, do one well then have lots of different choices for people to be disappointed because you're not able to maintain them all. Mm-hmm. And when I say do one well, you know, pick – we like to refer to social networks more as parties, events, you know, so that people can get their head around this is a thing where you go to talk to people. So they're all different kinds of parties. LinkedIn is like the work party. Well, you're going to act and behave different at the work party than you would behave at the Facebook pool party type atmosphere and so what you post and how you talk is different. And so if you can only, you know, be on LinkedIn because you need to be there at the work party, but you don't really need to do a whole lot, and then if you have other time in the week where you can participate in another network, you know, then you might have the bandwidth to do that. But I always find it really disappointing when companies try to look, I guess, cool and have all the social network icons on their website and then when people go to click them and they see their last post is 2012 or it doesn't even go to an active page, you know, it's the first thing that you're doing is disappointing your customer after you work so hard to get them to your website. Exactly. So, you know, it's better to just give them one place to go that's active. Where do the numbers come in whenever we're talking about return on relationships? What should you be tracking? Uh, well, we tend to track names. We track, um, most of the social networks are set up for advertising companies to track numbers. And um, a lot of it is inaccurate. And so it's hard, you know, when you've posted something on Facebook and it says only six people saw this, that can feel really disappointing. And so you want a whole lot more people to see it. And that then starts leading you down a path of boosting posts and spending money and all of this. And then people get sidetracked from, what are you really trying to do? It's not the amount of eyeballs. It's who you need to see your stuff. And so let's say you're retail and Oprah decides to like your stuff. Well, that one like is going to be more impactful, you know, than 50 eyeballs. Right. So, you know, it's important to 
look at your um, analytics and your insights so that you can kind of have a big picture of what's going on. But what you're really looking for is the engagement on your page. Has anyone liked anything that you've posted? Do you have any comments anywhere? Um, has anyone come to review your page? And if they have, have you validated them and, and liked their review or something? You know, there, there's this participation element that needs to be tracked. But it's not views and how many news feeds you showed up in and all that. What it really is is did anyone pay attention to you that you needed to have pay attention to you? And then that yeah. comes back to what are your goals? Who are you trying to have relationships with? Because those are the people's names that you need to see interacting with your social networks. Okay, so you need to be looking at the engagement more than the number of likes. Mm -hmm. What it really boils down to is uh, the quality of the, the, and I don't mean quality as if they're good or bad people, but quality in terms of are they a potential uh, right. prospect for you or are they a current client? Are those the ones that you're getting the attention of right now and that you're showing love to as well when you post Yes. It? Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, if we have, uh, we work with a, you know, a contractor, and let, one of their big customers, let's say, would be J.E. Dunn. Well, for them, it's going to be really important for, the, for them to see J.E. Dunn showing up on their networks more than it is to see a bunch of random people, mm -hmm. because that's who they need to be talking to. Exactly. Now, if we had to leave one piece of advice. Because there's so many different things. That's why I love your oh, man. Oh, I know. There's, no, there's so many. But, but if you had to, if there was something that people could take away right now and do uh, today, this weekend, uh, you know, the next time they have a chance to focus on social media, what would you recommend, one activity that they do? Well, I, I think probably something that everyone can do right away is look at their own calendar. What is your calendar this week offline? Who are you meeting with? What events are you planning to go to? What does your calendar look like next week? And then what are some posts that you could create or tweets that you could create that include any of the people that you might be meeting with or any of the events that you might be going to where you could actually tag them in a post? That's how you start joining conversations, as they say online. Joining means you're including. So who are you including? Start with your own calendar. That's great advice, and I mean, it's, it's very common sense, but I, I just don't think we think of social media in that way uh, and, and have a strong strategy for it. I think that's what's missing in a lot of social media efforts mm -hmm. is the strategy. So, yes. again, uh, your manual uh, talks about that strategy, gives you a system, and if somebody's interested in taking a look at that, how would they order that again? They would go to our website at thinkviral.com, and it is in our business development section. And thanks so much for being on our show today and sharing some of these insights. We're going to be talking with Anne on a regular basis moving forward um, with some very specific strategies that you can use. We just gave you an overview today, but there's more to come. So thank you very much, Anne. Thank you, Kelly, for having me. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook at Thinking Bigger Business Media and uh, lots of stuff out there for you to see. Have a great weekend. See you next week.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.